It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older, or that's what your doctor tells you. But MIDI Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. MIDI specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history, so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. You're listening to the Sanditon Chronicles, where we talk all things Sanditon and Sanditon adjacent. Come along with us as we dissect all of your favorite characters, scenes, and dialogue. We have so much to tell you. Hey guys, welcome back to the Sanditon Chronicles. I'm Maureen. I'm Janice. And we are back with another episode on the Montrose's. I hope you guys liked that episode last week. It seemed like we got a fair amount of comments on it. Um, you guys seem to like talking about them. I, I want to know, actually, put your comment down on the reply for this. Who's your favorite Montrose? Like, do you have a favorite Montrose? Lydia. Yes, that's also mine. Harry is yeah. a very close second, though. Because I think he, he uh-huh. makes me laugh. But Lydia has, I don't know, I think she's got the better lines. Yes, she does. She's got the good sarcasm mm-hmm. and, you know, she doesn't, you know, she keeps her mother guessing about what she really thinks. And, <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's my kind of person. I kind of wish I was friends with her. Yeah. <laughs> but tonight we're talking about the relationships with the various people in Sanditon. And we did talk about most of Lady Montrose's because her biggest relationship was obviously Agnes Harmon. But I want to dive into her and Georgiana a little bit tonight. So let's sure. let's let's start there because I think Georgiana and Agnes, those are really the only two that she had. I mean, she had something with Mary, but that wasn't highlighted very much. She wanted to have a relationship with Lady Susan. <laughs> she did, but Lady Susan did not have energy for her. <laughs> and she wanted to have a relationship with Xander Colburn. Mm-hmm. And you know, wanted him for a son-in-law, but Yes. And of course we all know how that worked out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so with Georgiana yeah. and I, we, we talked about her relationship with her kids. So that shed light a little bit on, on what kind of person she is, what kind of human being she is by watching with her kids. And you see that played out in Georgiana too. It's almost like with both Lydia and Harry, as well as Georgiana, 
She was nice only when it served her ends. She was nice only when it benefited her, when it gave her something. And it was kind of a shame because there were moments she was genuinely kind to Georgiana. Yes. But you have to mark it down because it wasn't altruistic. It wasn't without ulterior motives. Right. We knew what she was really all about. Yeah. Which is a shame because I agree. There were times when she was, um, you know, like when she kind of rescued Georgiana from the tea room. Yes. When you could tell everybody was looking at her and talking about her. So there was, you know, she had it in her. Mm-hmm. It just was if if Georgiana we know if Georgiana hadn't had money yep. and been available, she wouldn't have paid her the time of day. No, at all. And even when she did save her from the tea room, they were walking down the streets and she was talking so kindly to her and she was giving her advice. And it right. it was unfortunate for Georgiana that I mean, we ended season two with Georgiana realizing her mother was still alive and she wanted to search for her mother. And then in season three, we basically open it with potential mother figure right there to fill that to fill that gap. And then she steps in and she protects Georgiana as a mother would protect a child. She steps in and advises her as a mother would give a, advise her daughter. She encourages her like a mother would to her kids. So Georgiana, it it was it stalled her a little bit from looking for what she really wanted to be doing. From and Lady Montrose, obviously, I don't think she really realized. That she wanted to go look for her daughter. I don't think she was fully cognizant of what Georgiana's plans are because I don't think she listened enough. I don't think she cared enough to know it was what she wanted and that was all she cared about. So Georgiana allowed Lady Montrose to stall her from going to go find her mother. She allowed her to fill a hole that she had been missing. I'd not thought of it that way before, but yeah, you're right. I mean, because she obviously wanted... Um, Harry to be married to her because she wanted the money and she wanted the money for herself as well. But she was acting the part of, you know, a mother, a mother-in-law. Yep. And she was going to take her under the wing and show her society and introduce her. You know, she talked about how she was going to help her learn um, the ways and Mm -hmm. how to take care of the house, the big house that needed lots of repairs. Right. So there's a reason, many reasons why she needed the money, but, you know, none of them really had anything to do about an honest relationship between her son and daughter, Mm -hmm. her daughter, her son and Georgiana. Yeah. And part of me thinks that's why Georgiana let it go on that much because it was, I mean, she, she, I don't think she expected Lady Montrose to do what she did. I I don't think that was even on Georgiana's radar that she's going to get rid of her mom, that she's this wicked person. I don't think that was on Georgiana's radar, but I think Georgiana also is smart enough to understand it was a very superficial relationship between her and Lady Montrose. And that meant safe. I mean, you have to, there was probably a thought in her mind, in the back of her mind somewhere that her mother has been alive all these years and she hasn't come to find me. Did she really give me up? And especially after that trial, when those things came out about her mom and her father, she probably had those thoughts of abandonment of I really wasn't wanted. So Lady Montrose was a safe bet for her that she sort of clung to because she was so Georgiana's not a different person. She's even with Lady Denham in season one, in season two, she spoke her mind however she wanted to speak it without care to station. And that's Lady Denham. Lady Montrose, she was almost meek to. She deferred to her. She There was that scene, and we've talked about this several times throughout the season, that scene in the tea house when it's Lydia, I think, and Georgiana and Lady yeah. Montrose sitting there. And it's almost, 
it's almost like Georgiana is bowing to her. She won't look up at her. She won't, she'll kind of look at her out of the corner of her eye. She won't. It's like, she's finally realizing station, but that's not who Georgiana is. It's because this is a safe relationship that if she can keep it intact, she won't get broken and she won't feel that abandonment. And then when her mom comes, she freaks out on her mom and doesn't believe her. Right. Right. Also, um, I just wanted to back up a second for what you were saying, because I think part of what was going on with Georgiana was here was this lady who was treating her with respect. Yeah. You know, um, part of the aristocracy. And certainly Lady Denham didn't treat her with no. respect, nor was Lady Denham. She was a small town aristocracy. She hadn't come from another place, you know, and whereas Lady Montrose, you know, appeared to have more dignity and they should they just been in london and so yeah, yeah and from bath and she was from, was from a bigger place and more mm-hmm. worldly and this person appeared to accept her regardless of her race yeah that's true and that was a new experience i think for georgiana mm-hmm. that's true that's true i just i hated to especially see it a, especially a woman yeah, 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 yeah. That's, that's and then even her son, a male who gave her that kind of respect of his position. I mean, yes, Arthur right. was kind to her, but he wasn't a lord. That's right. So it's it's a shame that she tarnished what she could have been because she's so narcissistic. Right. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's exactly right. Even so, she did make me laugh. Yeah. Oh yeah. The, I mean, the, I think the actress is really quite good. Mm-hmm. She is. And when you see a glimpse of who she really is and some of the backstory and all that, then you behind the scenes stuff, then you know just how she good good she is at playing this person that wants to control everything and is all yeah. it's all about her. And <laughs> you know, so yeah, it's very different. And yeah, Georgiana sort of fell under that influence she pretty did. strongly for a while. So it wasn't just uh, Lord Henry that was you know, kind to her and, and looking out for her. And well, it was interesting how, well, I was going to kind of move into Lord Henry then. Yeah. Do you have more you want to say Mm-mm. about Lady Montrose? So um, Lord Henry, of course, realized that he, she had sort of caught him there in the bath. What did they call the that? Bathing thing? house. The bathing house. Yeah. And so she, he went to her to say, you know, I'd appreciate it if you wouldn't say anything to anyone. And she's like, I didn't see anything. Mm-hmm. And not only that, I have a suggestion, a proposal yeah. for you. And so she definitely showed her intelligence. Mm-hmm. And she was pretty accepting of the situation, but decided to take advantage of it because then they could they would have a friendship and she yeah. would it would put off some of the suitors that were constantly going after her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he was on enough to say that really, I'm not interested. I mean, yeah. you know, that's the way you would think. And I think it's, it's interesting that he took that approach because when we see them first coming into bath and they had the three of them had that conversation, of course, I'm talking about the Montroses. That's what I mean by the three right. in their mm-hmm. carriage. Henry seems so flippant, like he could care less about his position. He could care less if people know about him. But here we see a glimpse that he really is genuinely concerned about that. I mean, we can say whatever we want about how 
Jane Austen would write or how the world would want it, how we all have our opinions on this. The fact of the matter was at that time, the penalty was death. Like that, that was a legitimate penalty for that. And uh-huh. so he actually, we see a different side of him or we see a really, not a different side, but a truer side of him when he talks to Georgiana, because he's demonstrating he does care. He is uh-huh. aware of what the stakes are and he wants to circumvent them. And yeah, he, it could be said, well, that just was an easy relationship, but still there, he wouldn't have needed to make it had he not been at least a little bit concerned about his position, his role and what his relationships could be. Right. Yeah, that's right. So it is interesting how they start off. Mm-hmm. And then I think they genuinely become friends. They do. They Their relationship definitely goes through some different changes, especially when she realizes that Arthur has real feelings mm-hmm. and Arthur realizes that what she she's doing is not real. Yeah. And that it's, you know, it was, it's convenient. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so it's how their relationship changes during the course of it is interesting. Yeah. And my, my favorite part, of course, there's given that opportunity when they're at dinner and there's this discussion about how big the house is and that Richard uh, Arthur could live with them. You know, there'd be room in the house. And I'm sure those things happened. Mm-hmm. But um, he's our Arthur's just like, no, uh-uh, no, he won't be hidden. He won't work. be that way. Right. And the thing that I, the part I really loved was how Lord Harry responded when he found out what his mother had done, that, you know, he found out how she had tried to pay, pay off Georgiana's mother. I couldn't think of her right then. <laughs> yeah. And to keep her from uh, coming, being a part of Georgiana's life and influencing on her and you know, it's interesting that Georgiana kind of was, didn't even look for a note. It seemed like she did figure out where her mother had gone, you know, as far as we know, but when he found out when she, when Georgiana, Georgiana found out the truth and brought the money to them at lunch or where, whatever tea or whatever they were doing. And, um, just spoke so forthrightly to this woman who she'd been really respectful of, I love his um, response because he's like, no, there's no excuse from her mm-hmm. behavior. Yeah. And and then he's like, this really isn't going to work. You know, that they both really came to that revelation, mm-hmm. which was interesting how the writers brought that all about. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I think you could see that they were both looking for an escape because both, well, obviously we can't say that Harry's personality altered because we didn't know him before this, but we can certainly see how Georgiana's personality altered as she started to party with his friends on the beach. And she started to act after she won the trial. Exactly. And what she, when she said that to Arthur, when she said, well, if you can't, then why not me? Like, Oh, Holy cow. Is that cold? So her personality started to alter and it wasn't, it wasn't her becoming who she is. It wasn't her becoming a new woman. It was trying to hide what she wanted. It was trying to keep in the safety of, like we talked about with Lady Montrose and Georgiana, that relationship was safe because it was superficial. It wouldn't be able to hurt her the way the other things had, the way Otis had, the way finding out her mother was alive and hasn't been with her. Those things hurt her. So Harry offered that escape. But Georgiana also offered that for Harry where they could be completely 
willfully ignorant of the things that actually mattered. Right. And they were yeah, both broken hearted people. And and it's only after Samuel's so honest with her about the fact that she's going to continue to be have fortune seekers coming after her. Mm-hmm. Male, female, all kinds of people. It was only when he really pointed out the fact that until she married, this was going to mm-hmm. continue to happen. Yeah. And that's when she decided, okay, uh, I'll make this real. Mm-hmm. As real as it was going to get anyway. And the yeah. saddest thing about that too, is that for Harry, obviously he could never marry someone who he felt that way about. That was not an option for him. That was never going to be an option for him. That was completely off the table. But for her to enter into this marriage with someone she doesn't love, she's able to marry someone she actually loves. Right. Divorce wasn't really like a, a cool thing. <laughs> and it no. wasn't a good thing. It did not shed good light on anybody. And it was a dangerous thing to do. And so she was willing to enter into this without even fully thinking of the ramifications, just because it offered her a safety net. And she had been running scared. She was afraid and she was broken and hurting. And I think she was more afraid that she was going to be led astray again, that someone was going to break her heart again. And that was a theme that we see throughout season three, because we, in season two, that's the first thing Charlotte says in season two, when she's talking to Allison, I will never be feeling this way about a man again, because I don't want to give them that control. So we, it's a running theme with these women that they're broken and Harry, there was nothing more safe than her marrying a gay man because he would never break her heart. Yeah. He also wouldn't fulfill her. Exactly. Out of the coin. How sad can you, that's so sad to me. It's so sad to me. And I'm glad that she saw the light, but what I appreciated about Harry was when that scene, and we've, again, we've talked about this a lot of times, especially last week, that scene where he and his mom and Lydia are sitting around and she's Lady Montrose is telling Harry, basically, maybe you just give Georgiana a break. Maybe you pull off. And Lydia says the comment about how he finds it a turn on. <laughs> he was genuinely, he wasn't going to see Georgiana to stick it to his mom. He oh. act that was, he started to actually, and like you said, they became real friends. He was doing that because he genuinely cared for Georgiana. He genuinely right. cared for her mental state and he wanted to protect her in any way he can it w- couldn't be physical it couldn't be from a term of romantic affection but he right. could protect her with his position and staying by her side and that's what he did so he he honored what a big deal it was that she was agreeing to marry him he honored right that. and he stood yeah. by to protect her in the way that he could and that's how he was honoring his agreement to her yeah i i agree i think you know i think he had a good heart he's mm-hmm. just he was in the wrong place and time for his yeah. his say. tendencies, as I, uh, you know, we would say. Yeah. I mean, and then that moves me right into his relationship with Arthur, Arthur. which he was kind to Arthur from the very beginning. Um, when he Arthur was so concerned about what was going to happen with the concert. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he even when Arthur kind of pushed him aside and didn't um, give him any credit, he still came out and was there and trying to help Arthur with um, the wonderful musician, the women solo soloist who sang for them, Mrs. Greenberg, I think it was in the story. And so it was, uh, it was so kind of him 
even when Arthur wasn't ready to see it. Yeah. When, when he was, and this is before you took up with Georgiana, really. Mm-hmm. It was. You know, and he uh, was willing to pull out all of his regalia to make a, a point <laughs> and, and to be there. And then he really spoke up for Arthur when she was like trying to find out how genuine this was. Was this a trap? Was this a trick? Yeah. And he, he explained that there, from what he knew of Arthur, there wasn't a dishonest bone in his body because mm-hmm. he made the point of telling her he didn't have to tell her, you know, Yep. the King could have just not shown up and, and he could have acted like, well, I have no idea why yeah. the King is not here. So th- that was, I mean, he was very helpful to Arthur. And finally, Arthur started to understand that mm-hmm. and see it. It it took a while, yeah. I mean, a little bit in that one. But then in the, really, it's in the next two episodes that the friendship really goes yeah. somewhere. You have to imagine that's strictly Charles Lockhart's fault. That yeah. Arthur was so affronted by Harry from the moment he walked in. Right. Because he'd been made a fool of before, Mm -hmm. taken advantage of, you know, right. That's very true. And but it was interesting. I think that scene where they were walking down um, to the beach where Arthur was walking to the beach and he was so mad and uh, I mean, so upset with himself. He felt like it was his fault that all this was happening to Georgiana Mm -hmm. that because he let. He let uh, Lockhart into their lives and even encouraged it. And here was Lord Henry trying to explain it's not Lord Harry, not Henry, Lord (laughs) Harry, uh, trying to explain to him that, no, that's not true. You know, I mean, this man is obviously he is conniving and you can't be held responsible for that. Mm-hmm. It, it was good how he really stepped up to defend Arthur and, yeah. you know, on several different occasions, even before they understand the, what they had in common. Mm-hmm. And the parallel, too, between Charles and Lockhart, because or, <laughs> that's the same person, between Harry and Lockhart <laughs> uh-huh. is that while both men flattered Arthur, and they they praised him and they wanted to be close to him where Lockhart's was absolutely falsified in every way. It was none of it was heartfelt. It was all to get an something. Ends, it was an ends to a means, a means exactly. to an end. Exactly. But Harry's was genuine. And Harry's was truly of an interest at first at least to want to befriend this man who he saw as good and that goes back to harry's heart he doesn't only have a good heart he is a genuinely good person who can recognize that in somebody else and even though arthur was kind of rude to him in the beginning i mean i get why he was not gonna make the same mistake twice which there's wisdom to that he had harry had every opportunity to leave you affronted and to walk away from arthur but he chose to stay because he could see that Arthur deep down was really a good man. Arthur makes decisions that are not about himself. Arthur does things for other people because he cares right. more for other people than he does himself. And Harry recognized that in him almost immediately. Yeah, very true. And what a contrast to his mother. <laughs> oh my gosh, yes. 
<laughs> and I like yeah. I like what Harry can bring out in Arthur because mm-hmm. Arthur he is too good of a person to be so beat down. I hate right. when Arthur is sad. It makes me sad. I don't yeah. like it. And even I, an angry Arthur is coming from an Arthur who is sad. An angry Arthur is coming from an Arthur who feels brokenhearted about something. Harry made him laugh. Harry made right. him smile. Harry made him love himself. And I think that was one of Arthur's biggest problems is he didn't, he kind of viewed himself as a joke because that's what everyone else viewed him as. Yeah, for a long time, mm-hmm. up until Tom started to see the value in him. Yeah. Well, that was where the turnaround started to happen. And then for sure, Lord Harry really helped with that, mm-hmm. um, as did Georgiana, yeah. you know, and to some extent, Charlotte. But we see less of their relationship mm-hmm. in the third season than we did in some earlier seasons. Yeah. But it's also interesting that what i was going to say i mean it's not interesting is the right thing to say what i mean to say is it's understandable just why arthur was so hurt when they announced their engagement Mm -hmm. that he was genuinely he'd finally found somebody to make him happy to love and i don't think he necessarily even would gotten to the point of thinking physically no he was just he he was a kindred spirit Mm -hmm. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers that he could um, make part of his life. Yeah. And he made yeah. Arthur like himself. Yes. How many times have people done that for Arthur? And so for yeah, him, often, yeah. and then to have him come out and say, well, no, this is going to be better because I can hide you away. Yeah. That had to be so painful. Yeah. Arthur is finally thinking, I found someone who sees my value, but they don't want anyone to know. Right. And he had said from the very beginning that, you know, really that he wasn't going to, he couldn't change his life. He liked his life. Yep. He he didn't want to have, you know, and, and Harry already knew how he wasn't dishonest. He wasn't into dishonest relationships. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, the person who noticed the most that they were together because she was looking out for her own situation was, um, lady montrose yep. mm-hmm. nobody else really seemed to pay much attention no at all yeah. and harry didn't do that because he's mean or because he's selfish harry did that because he also found someone who made him happy who right. made him appreciate himself and think oh i'm not a complete and total degenerate there's someone who does actually see value in me so they both made each other feel that way so his wow. desire to keep Arthur hidden wasn't from a selfish point necessarily, but it I just sounded he, like a good opportunity. Exactly. That's all. Yeah. And I think that he was afraid to let that pass. And I think mm-hmm. he also thought, well, if Arthur feels the same way that he must want this, right? Because this is the only way it can happen. But Arthur, I think would have been just content to maintain close, this close friendship that they had. 
this close relationship that they had as it was, I think Arthur would have been content to keep it that way. Right. And to go travel to the yeah. river and, you know, spend some time together. And Arthur had enough money himself for that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, but then we have Lady Montrose, who's, I mean, uh, it's understandable. She, her, her dead husband had um, gambled away their money and she was stuck with the title and the estate and no money. Mm-hmm. So it's not that you can't get that mad at her either for wanting to look out for herself. I mean, you know, that is the custom too. I mean, it was a different time. I, I get mad at how she did things and because she's a little bit of a narcissist, but I get, it doesn't mean I don't understand why she's doing it though. It's the same with when she showed Georgiana that kindness, like, Oh, come on. She had these moments all season long. And when she went up to Harry and she cried worrying about his fate, all of those moments you want to think she's just a woman who's scared and is trying to survive. But then she turns around and brags Agnes and she turns around and does these terrible things to Georgiana and to her own kids. And it's like, yeah. Okay. So she does have, she's a narcissist with nice tendencies. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. Well, let's, uh, is there another, I think those are the two, obviously those are the two main ones that Harry had was Georgiana and Arthur I don't right. really think he, I mean, he, they, when we say discussing the relationships, we don't mean they didn't have contact with anyone else in town. We mean like relationships that we can actually talk on and dwell on and think about not just, oh yeah, he knows Tom Parker. So we should talk about that. So we're, that's why we're only sticking to like the big relationships that these guys had because they, his relationship with Tom, I don't think we could even break down or analyze that really. Oh no. Uh-uh. No, I think those were the main ones. Uh, obviously with Georgiana and with Arthur. Yeah. And uh, then as long as we're still on the Montrose is the only other relationship I can really think of. Well, there's two small relationships. One is Lady Lydia's and uh, Xander, Mm -hmm. but also Lady Lydia and how she interacted with uh, Charlotte. And Georgiana. Well, and Georgiana for that matter too. Mm -hmm. So, Lady Lydia, on the other hand, was a kind person, and um, even though she would say things that were derogatory, really, towards her mother, it was just her means of survival. Exactly. Yeah, of coping with the situation. Mm -hmm. And she knew her mother was going to do the things her mother was going to do, whether or not Lydia opposed it or not. Right, yeah, that's right. And so I just think about Lady Lydia, because this is a short one, Lady Lydia and Charlotte was really about her seeking Charlotte out to learn what she could about how to talk to Alexander Colburn mm-hmm. and how, in spite of her feelings, how kind Charlotte was to her and gave her some really great advice, which she was um, gracious enough to take and appreciate and yes. thank charlotte and thank her, for yeah. later you know so that was a good relationship and then also um when georgiana and lydia's relationship was more than with charlotte of course because you know they they were together with her mother and then when she pulled her aside and was confiding in georgiana about her own 
marriage relationship. I mean, her own engagement. engagement. And, and I think Lydia was very genuine with Georgiana. I don't think she looked down at her. I don't think she saw her as just a, a meal ticket. I think she genuinely liked her. Yeah. I think, and wanted to protect her a little bit from her mother. Exactly. Yes. I think Lady Lydia was genuinely kind to everyone that she met. Yes. And the way she watched people. So there's a couple scenes with Lydia and Georgiana. Specifically, there was one where uh, they were, it was Lydia, Lady Montrose, and Georgiana. And Georgiana and Lady Montrose were talking and Lydia was just watching them. Just watching right. them. And it wasn't like, ooh, gossipy. It's because she likes to this is my impression obviously and i know that not everyone agrees with me and that's totally fine i actually like when people don't agree with me because it leads to discussion so if you don't agree with me right. feel free to comment as long as you don't tell us we have to watch and prepare comment that you don't agree with me totally fine but i think that lydia watched because she wanted to see if there was a need for her to step in with protection if there was a need for her to yes. step in and defend and i think with charlotte she would watch her and she, i think she picked up on the fact that a obviously um augusta and leo did not want lady lydia to be marrying xander right i mean that was obvious when they came up with the horses and lady lydia laughed with them as they were clearly trying to get her to go away and there was obvious looks and tension between xander and charlotte that lydia would not have been blind to so i almost think that her talking to charlotte about what would you talk about what are these things and getting advice from her i think it was also to try to gauge where she was at with her feelings towards Xander and sort of gauge what their relationship was, if there was right. any. And so how close she, were they? Yeah, exactly. And I think it's almost like, because she, if she's engaged and she confided that with Xander, then she knew when she talked to Charlotte, she wasn't going to be marrying Xander. Like there wasn't a chance. She was well aware of that. So I think that part of it was her trying to not play direct matchmaker. And I know I predicted that after like season or episode one or two of season three, that she was going to match them up together. I don't think she did exactly that, but I think that her showing an interest in Xander was her trying to get Charlotte to be more engaged because she could tell there was something there because that's what she does. There's several scenes in season three where you can, that Lydia's in where she is watching in the background, yeah, seeking what's happening. She's very observant, very astute. Mm -hmm. um, the the lines they wrote from her for her were uh, so excellent, and, and she delivered them so well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I was trying to look up what show she's in. I haven't found any that I can have access to right now. Oh, really? But, um, you know, I, I I don't. I mean, I wrote some notes down, but I don't remember exactly what it was I'll, I'll look it up again because i'd love to see her in some other things she was good yeah. and there was when she would deliver lines there was this there's one scene that i like it's when they are in the montrose's i don't know i guess dine it's not a dining room what do you call that where the couches are in the fireplace the sitting room they're in the sitting yeah, room sitting. <laughs> Jeez, telling you man the I'm room where they're sitting yes that's it <laughs> not all mentally there yet but she's reading a book as her mom is going through the list of potential suitors for her she's just turning pages and she's saying really snide things with a smile on her face as she's actively reading a book and i just thought what a way to deliver these lines it's so good yeah, but we yeah no it was she was 
excellent. What a wonderful character. Mm -hmm. And with Georgiana too, like that protection goes, like you said, that protection goes the same way when she was encouraging Harry to continue seeing her. That wasn't just for Harry's benefit. It was also for Georgiana's benefit because she genuinely liked Georgiana. If she didn't, and if she didn't trust her, she wouldn't have shared this very heavy information with her. Yeah, she didn't tell her who she was engaged to, but when it came to choose someone to share this happy news with, she chose to share it with Georgiana. She felt safe with her. Yes. Yeah, which not everyone would have, I mean, you know. Mm-hmm. The and so then the other relationship with Lady Lydia was obviously with Xander. Xander, and that wasn't very much of a relationship other than they obviously had a love of horses in common. Yeah, she was excited about going out there and being able to ride his horses, mm-hmm. and I think she also knew it was going to be an opportunity because there's a time when she hints to her mother that she's she's going to ride, and her mother assumes it's Xander. And undoubtedly it was not, it was her fiance, you Mm -hmm. know? Um, So it gave her some cover too with her mother. And, uh, but she also is such a kind, nice person that she wanted to know how to have an engaging conversation with Xander. Mm -hmm. And she obviously did love dogs and horses. And it's so funny that the girls say, well, at least she likes dogs. That's what Leo says (laughs) about Lady Lydia. Mm-hmm. and uh, so in spite of everything else they knew that she at least liked dogs you know yes so uh so they and obviously they didn't xander seemed to know i have a feeling in a scene that we did not ha- have weren't privy to mm-hmm. they had a conversation and she explained to him that she was marrying this other person yes. xander seemed fully aware of it when they were having a conversation with uh samuel i think it was that when he talked to him Mm -hmm. he he seemed fully aware of the other relationship that is something i did i wish that's my one well that is a complaint of mine about season three is that i wish we got more of that relationship i understand they only had so many episodes to do it in again a common complaint of the fandom is i wish i we had a few more episodes and it's not just like Oh, I don't ever want this show to end, which I don't, but that's not even it. It's I wish they introduced these characters that we became endeared to. We we love these characters. Lydia is one of my favorites in season three. I would like to see more of her relationships because she played a huge role in Xander and Charlotte. And I would right. like to know that she's happy and safe. And I want to know who she's with, but I would have liked to see more of her conversations with Xander to see how that played out. Because I like to think, because again, we weren't shown it, that she and Xander had an understanding that he was sort of her beard to go meet this other guy. And they would talk about how much she loved this other person. He would maybe vent to her a little bit about his struggles and the way he feels about being a father. And I think that would have been really good to see because Lydia is the kind of person who, if you have a struggle, she's a great ear to bend. Right. Yeah. No, I agree. I, I, as you were talking about that, I'm thinking where I sure would like to see red planets um the parts that didn't make the series you know their outtakes the we didn't get that like, for season two either did we no but they filmed these right back to back i mean they took a week in between filming oh, that the was all it was season. yeah one oh, week wow. and so actually there you know it is just being so shown in um 
Britain right now on, I believe on ITV. Okay. Uh, so it's there's still people who haven't seen it because they didn't have another means you know they're seeing it on mm-hmm. itv and there are numerous articles that i've been seeing show up actually on my cell phone uh from a bunch of publications especially in britain like hello and the radio times and i mean i can't anyway so there are some where they've done interviews with yeah. the cast you know so there's some good information coming out and that's where I learned that. But please, we'd love to have Red Planet yes. put out some of those um, s- deleted scenes. Yes, please. Again. Mm-hmm. That would be awesome. I'd even like I, to see I, I, what Justin Young wrote that they didn't keep in. <laughs> like, oh, if yeah. you can't get us the deleted scenes, can we get snippets of the scripts that weren't in the show? Well, and even in this one interview with the woman who plays Augusta, mm-hmm. she said that they really, because they were talking about the relationship between Edward and um, Augusta. And she said she really didn't know where the relationship was going because they either were still writing it or oh. they hadn't given them the whole script yet. Huh. That's so, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. That makes it's, sense. Though. It is very interesting. I did look it up and the lady, um, the lady who plays Olivia, or not Olivia, oh, gosh. <laughs> the lady plays who Lady plays Lydia. Lydia, my goodness, is Alice or Ewing. And she was actually in Andor, which my husband and I watched. She in what? Andor. It's I don't a, know that. How do, how do you spell it's a it for Star me? Wars. It's A N D O R. It's a oh, Star Wars series okay. on Disney Plus. Oh, yeah. I don't have Disney Plus. And then she was in, oh, there was another one that I saw. Oh, Atonement, which I hated that movie. Hated that movie. Okay, I won't watch it. It's Kira Knightley, isn't it? And um, James McAvoy, who I love. But it was just, I don't like movies that set me up for happy endings and then rip it away from me. <laughs> I don't uh, like yeah. them. It's like watching the, have you ever seen The Deer Hunter? Oh, yes. Hmm. Because I Deer I Hunter. Watch movie again, ever. No, I saw it in a theater. Oh. up in Bellingham and they filmed part of it out up here in Western Washington, not oh. at all far from where I lived. And it just absolutely drove me nuts that they had these people come out of a, uh, uh, like Pittsburgh and they went up into the mountains to go hunting and the mountains were the cascades. That oh. is like nothing like the mountains back, the Alleghenies back there. Yeah, they're, they're totally different mountains. So it always made me mad. <laughs> you know, for for me, it was the ending that made me mad. Oh, that too. Yeah, that too. I was I was mad about that for months, months. My mom got so I was eighteen when I watched it, and I was it was during when I did the kidney thing, and so I was stuck in a house because I just had my kidney taken out and I couldn't go anywhere. And I was so, and I was in Florida, so I couldn't, and it was in June, so I couldn't go outside to vent my frustrations. So I had to like stay in this house and be angry for weeks on end that I spent two and a half hours watching that thing just to have them rip it away. So I don't, I don't like it. Atonement is one of those. I will never ever watch yeah. that again. It's so awful. Yeah. It, you have to find another way to distract yourself when you get that mad. Huh? Yes, I do. <laughs> Yeah, but those are the two that she's in that I have seen. I feel like some of these other ones, 
I Lisa. <laughs> Ooh. She's in this show, uh, Victoria. Oh, oh, Lily oh, Collins. That's where I from. I know her from. Have you never seen that? No, that... it's on my list oh, though. It is really good. It's uh, it's definitely on my list. She was also in the show Endeavor, which is another thing on my list. Oh, I yeah, that's probably also where I've seen her because I've really seen most of that series. It's so well well worth it. Both of those are. Yeah. Yeah, I think I have Victoria in my Netflix queue and it's been there for a while. And I, I don't know where I have it Endeavor, but I know I have it on somewhere. Yeah. And the gal who plays the lead in Victoria was Lily in Collins. that, huh? Lily Collins. Yeah. I don't, is that her name? I think Could so. be. Yeah, that's Lily <laughs> I don't remember. Oh, wait, no, no. She played um, Lydia on Death Comes to Pemberley. Yes, that's right. That's what I was going to say. Oh, sorry. <laughs> That's okay. That's Jenna okay. Coleman. <laughs> and believe me, the part she had in Death Comes to Pemberley, I hated her in that character. But in Victoria, she's really good, really good. Oh, okay. She I'll plays Queen Victoria, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Oh, the other guy, isn't it? Lawrence Fox. That's Jack Fox's brother. Is in what? Victoria. Oh, yeah. There's so many people in Victoria. It's crazy. He's in Becoming Jane as well. Lawrence Fox. I, I kind of, I, I'm pretty sure that Charles, oh, the guy who played Charles uh, Lockhart, what's his name? Alex? It's, yeah, is in Victoria, too. I'm pretty sure. Oh, is he? Oh, okay. Well, now, I mean, I was going to watch it before, but now I'm really even more interested. Sure. Okay. All right. Well, Lydia and Xander, do we have, there's not really a whole lot we can say about them. I think we've already talked a lot about it. I think we've said it. Yeah. Because unfortunately, like our, it's weird that our favorite character of the Montroses is the one we get the least amount of screen time with. Yes, that's right. It's, it's not our fault that she act. I mean, not to say that no one else acted well in that family, but she did her part to perfection and she was written really well. Yes. And she was the kind of character that you just, you want to be around because no matter what's going on, an ugly situation, a good situation, even when Agnes came or not Agnes, when Georgiana came and confronted Lady Montrose about that, the expressions on Lydia's face and the way she handled even that, it wasn't all doom and gloom. It was, you could tell her disappointment. She was very disappointed in her mother. And yet she still, I almost like wanted to focus on her through that entire scene because of the expression on her face and the way she handled She didn't freak out in the middle of everybody. She didn't yell. She didn't make a scene. She handled it with no. dignity and with grace. And it was, I think she, I think she just expected it of her mother. Unfortunately. I, but I think, do you think that maybe part of it though, was she expected her mother to think about it, but not to actually do it. No, I really? think she, her mother was perfectly capable of it. That's sad. Yeah. Yeah. Which is one of the reasons in a way that, you know, if the story was continuing, we'd find out these, she was all alone. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. Lady Montrose could have ended up all alone. Yeah. And I like to think that she did. <laughs> Awful woman. These, these characters, though they are new, which is why they're on the top of our 
our list here. We talked about Samuel Coburn, who was new in season three, Tornado the Montroses, who are new in season three. So that's why they're up here. But they didn't really have a whole lot of relationships. They knew everybody in the town. They talked with people. But these were the big, meaty relationships that they had that we can actually dissect and get into the nitty gritty of. And I think that's really all that we, we have for that today. Next week, we're going to be talking about Raleigh Price. So listen up for that. And then we'll, of course, be going to his relationships. So we've got we've got a pretty loose schedule, but we're going to keep bringing you episodes, keep bringing you content. Do not forget on the 27th, we are doing a members only live chat. That is for YouTube. So if you have signed up to be in our membership program, it can be as little as $3 a month or as high as $25 a month. And we don't really expect a whole lot of people to do that at all, really. But we're going to do a members-only live chat. That's one of the benefits of signing up for that service. We'll be doing that on Sunday, the 27th, I believe. We don't have an exact time yet. We will get that to you this week. Um, So watch out for those things. Keep plugging away and letting us know what you think. Let us know who your favorite Montrose is. We'd like to know that. And do not forget, please, please, please to subscribe. It is free to subscribe to our YouTube channel. It helps us to build our credibility and our listener base so that when we try to get interviews, they can see that people want to hear what they have to say. So don't forget to do that. And don't forget to share this podcast with the people you know that love Sanitan and just want to talk about it like we do. And we will see you real soon. Bye, guys. Bye-bye. Are you craving more TSC content? Head on over to our social media accounts. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and our Facebook group, The Sanditon Chronicles, Sanditon Family Fan Club. Also, check out our website, thesanditonchronicles.com. Of course, we want to hear from you. We want to know what you want to hear and what your thoughts are. Email us at the.sanditonchronicles at gmail.com. And don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Tune in every week for new episodes.